You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens. Energy management for committed athletes and coaches. My name is Lionel Burney, and this episode of Kilometer Zero is about a book called The Cyclist and His Shadow, written by Olivier Haralambon, a philosopher and former racing cyclist. The book has been translated into English by François Tomaso and published by us here at the Cycling Podcast. The story of the book, for us at least, goes back to the final day of the 2020 Tour de France, that strange lockdown tour which was held in late summer because of the coronavirus crisis, of course. Paris felt deserted compared to its usual bustle. The weather was warm, but pleasantly so. There wasn't that fierce Parisian July heat that seems to hit you anew every time you turn a corner. We travelled over from near Lure that morning, still in a daze after the showdown on La Planche de Belfi the previous day. That, of course, was when Tadej Pogacar had turned the tables on Primoz Roglic. It had been a Tour de France with a twist at the end that even the most gifted of fiction writers would have struggled to pull off. Anyway, Richard Moore, Francois Tomaso, and I parked in an underground car park and had a couple of hours to kill before we could check into our hotel. So we found a bistro and sat at a table outside, surrounded by our luggage, each filled with three weeks' worth of laundry. We ordered lunch, a pitcher of rosé and three salades de chevrochaux, something that was becoming a final day tradition. The discussion turned to cycling books, because we'd made an episode of Kilometre Zero about The Rider by Tim Crabber. Francois said that his favourite cycling book was Le Coureur et Son Ombre, The Cyclist and His Shadow, by Olivier Haralambon. Richard and I had never heard of it, but the more Francois told us about this book, the more intrigued we were, and when he explained that it had not yet been translated into English, I could see the cogs in Richard's mind whirring. So, we acquired the rights, Francois did the translation, and earlier this year the book was published in English for the first time. In this one-off episode of Kilometre Zero, we're going to hear from Francois about what it was about the book that captured his imagination. I started by asking him how he discovered it in the first place. Well, uh, it, it's actually through the publisher. I didn't know Olivier that well uh, beforehand, uh, but I knew, I knew the publisher very well. She she studied journalism before, and I, I actually actually she was one of my students because I I used to I still do actually. I, I used to train young students into becoming journalists. It was a strange idea, so uh, I I knew that 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 woman from that that uh, period. And so one, she's she's a very good publisher, but kind of very intellectual stuff. She you know publishes uh, philosophy that sort of stuff, and she called me saying I, I've got this great manuscript about cycling, but I don't know anything about cycling. So she sent it to me and sent me and told me. Uh, you th- well, tell me if it's any good. So I, that's how I read the book. So, I mean, we were talking during the tour in 2020 because we'd read The Rider by Tim Crabber and made a kilometre zero about it. And there are some similarities, aren't they? But, I mean, just describe The Cyclist and His Shadow. What should readers expect? 
Well, the the thing is, I'll I'll make a little digression and uh, (laughs) and tell a little anecdote about it. When in the in two thousand, I I wrote I wrote a script for a for a cycling movie called Contre la Montre. You can find it on YouTube, I think. Um, And I and I was when I wrote that script, uh, it was shortly after the Festina scandal, and when and the, the 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 production. Um, accepted the project of the of the film, but but they wanted me to work with a professional scriptwriter, so which we, which I did, and uh, I worked with that guy called Andre Graal, and he came with me to the Tour de France in 1999, the first you know remember first Lance Armstrong uh, victory, and so he, he came on the tour for a couple of days to to kind of have the feel of what the cycling was about, and he, and he kept asking me what do the cyclists think, what's in their minds, what's in their heads, what do they Think what they, they think of what they, what what stories are, are they telling themselves when they ride what what do they feel he really wanted to know everything about you know being a, a rider from the inside he asked me are there any books where you know riders talk about this about you know yeah kind of an insider's view of what it is to ride a bike what it is to become kind of a one with the bike uh, you know everything you feel the the the, the the despair, the joy, the uh, excitement, sometimes the uh, exhaustion, I mean, all those things. And I, I told him, I, I don't think, there are many cyc- cycling books, but I, I don't think there, there, there is a book that, that, that's kind, kind of in the mind of, 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 of a writer. There, there might be a few more now because we have more books than in, back in, in, in that day, but I didn't think that book existed. And when I read um, Le Cycliste et son nom, the a cyclist and His Shadow by Olivier Ralambon, I, I thought to myself, that's it. You know, that's the book we wanted, we wanted to read like 20 years ago when we were doing that film. Uh, because that's what it is. It's it's actually, uh, 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 how could I say it? It's not, 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 it's kind of a confession or a, uh, an introspection of, of being a rider, what it is to be a rider, what it is to ride a bike, what it is, what you feel. Uh, it's a very organic book. Like, you know, I, I reading it, I was, I had the, the impression I was writing myself. You know, I was, I was, it's full of, um, feelings full of uh, smells it's full of uh, i don't know heat uh, cold i mean you 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 really i mean I, f- I find olivier managed to 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 you know put you in his almost in his body in in his uh in his skeleton you know in, in his flesh and you and, and you 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 can you're kind of riding with him uh you know on his bike and, and making one uh, with his machine and that's that's i think the great strength of the book is that by reading it you uh, uh i mean if you read it every day maybe it's good training you don't have to take your bike and go riding because it feels like you're riding yourself no that that's really what i felt i it's a really intimate intimate uh take on yeah, just the fact of being a, a rider and and what makes riders different human beings you know, from, you know, pedestrians, I suppose. In the ditch, the wheel of the bike was still turning and playing to his ears the swift music of the freewheel, clear on the horse background sound of singing birds, wardens of the world. They say that his paws also kept their word as they dressed him up for his last appointment. He was put in the box in the club's outfit with two bars of fruit jelly for the race. He did not look deader than usual. He looked brand new. 
once we'd read the translation, the sense was it's a very French book. You, I mean, obviously you're French, your first language is French, but you're fluent in English. But when you were translating Olivier's original French, it, it, the richness of, of that prose, I mean, how, how were you, what were you thinking as you were trying to translate it for an English audience? Because, uh, sorry, for an English speaking audience, because um, you've really kept that essence of Frenchness, I felt. Yeah, I mean, it was normally when you, because I, I do lots of translations from uh, English into French, obviously, uh, I'd done very lit, very few. I mean, uh, I've, I'd never done translation from French into English of such a literary uh, prose. Uh, and I asked myself the question, should should I make it more accessible, uh, you know, um, or should I try and keep the, uh, uh, you know, all the... Yeah, keep faithful or keep you know stick to uh, as close as I could to um, Olivier's uh, prose, but but actually the, the 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 answer was pretty obvious. I mean, even in French, it's a difficult book. I mean, it's it's a very rich and dense and intense short book, but the the vocabulary, the the structure of the sentences that you might find sometimes um uh, you know strange or very intricate and it's the, you have the same feeling when you read it in french so i i, I told myself if it, it's it's not a it's not an easy reading i mean i mean it's not like you know it, it flows but it, it has its own strange space it's full of words full of uh concepts and notions and um, but but it's the same case in you know it's the case in french already so so i, I thought i'm not going to try and make it simpler it's not it's not the, the reader's digest uh, uh you know uh, le cycliste et son nom I, 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 you know i'll stick to uh, to what olivier's been trying to do is, is to look all the time for the, the very right precise word to to express his feelings so yeah i i, I tried to yeah, to keep very, very close to the to the to the Frenchness of it, and to the way, and even to the rhythm of the sentences, which is obviously not the same in, in English and French most of the time. But I think that it was the only way not to betray uh, the original text. So um, yeah, so so the result is, of course, it's very French, but but it's also very close to what uh, Olivier wrote. And once again, the, the 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 strange impression you might have had reading it. In English, I guess you know a, a French reader feels the same. It's it's not your usual kind of um, prose. Let's take a step back. The peloton stretches and curves up, extends and contracts. It moves along the bumps and the bends. But as long as they do not spill all over the place like marbles from a torn bag, two hundred fidgety brushes paint the scales of a fabulous monster like a Chinese New Year dragon. I think that intricacy is what makes it so immersive. I mean, it's a book where you do have to concentrate. Some of the, the sentences are very long and they dive this way and that way. And, and that sense of rhythm in English does come across. And uh, I, I think that's what gives it that kind of sensory um, aspect because very quickly, I mean, good writing should make you think of nothing else but what you're reading. But I, th I felt especially so with this. It almost felt like you were on Olivier's shoulder, um, you know, or, or maybe the better analogy is sitting on his wheel, kind of having to pedal as hard to keep up with his thoughts as, as they were occurring to him. And I, I felt that that was what gave it that that sense of 
of of being you know, inside Olivier's mind because there is a wonderful phrase, isn't there? Let me open up my skull, um, and and that really is, I think, what Olivier has done. He's he's tried to take you inside his mind to convey the thoughts of cycling, not just when on the bike, but also how cycling comes to dominate the life of a particular type of person who becomes you know completely immersed and obsessed with it. And uh, certainly, I think the the translation achieved that. Yeah, I mean it's uh, that that's what that that's yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I mean I, I was always wondering whether uh the the interesting thing is that well as you know English has two kind of uh sources, uh, uh you know, the the Saxon ones and the Latin ones and uh, and, and in, in a way I, I always had well most of the time to use the, 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 the Latin word, you know, uh, in English to to to, to keep uh you know, as as close as I could to 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 the language, but but yeah, what what what's what struck me even transla- when you translate a book, you 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 get into the, the 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 writer's skull. I mean, that's the only way to do it properly. So translating it made me even closer to the to the to the the text to his prose, and uh, yeah, and I I felt even more intimate uh, uh, with his thoughts. And sometimes he, he makes analogies. I mean, he's a philosopher uh, uh, outside of being a, a cyclist, uh, Olivier. So sometimes some of the concepts he uses are pretty, yeah, complicated or far fetched at times. But so so you know you you. It's sometimes a, a kind of a demanding read, and it, it was cert- certainly a demanding, a demanding translation. But but as you say, uh, you, you use the word sensuous. I mean, yeah, it's 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 as I said, organic. Uh, almost, I mean, Richard when he wrote the introduction to the book said it's almost sexual. You know, and there, there are real real times when you 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 feel you're not only inside Olivier's skull but also also in, in inside his body which is sometimes a little bit how could i say um it's not very comfortable, you know, to, to be in somebody else's body. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is a bit unsettling at times, isn't it? Mm. It takes you to places, a bit like, I suppose, the effort, the physical effort of cycling takes you to places you don't necessarily want to go or that you can only stand to be in the, in that moment of intense kind of um, physical pain with, with cycling for a short period of time. And I think there are sort of little echoes of that in uh, Olivier's book. I mean, you say a demanding translation, a, a, a demanding read, but I would... I would also add a, a really rewarding one and a very rich one. Um, how has it been received? I mean, what kind of profile does the book and Olivier have in uh, in France in his nat- in his native country? Uh, it, was, it was very successful. Yeah, I mean the the, the reviews were absolutely, I mean, un- unanimously, uh, you know, great. I mean, uh, the whole cycling world. I mean, all. Everybody read it, even some writers and and uh, you know and, and experts and I mean everybody was and 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 the, the most interesting thing was that even normally uh, normal literary critics not not specialized in cycling so even some people and that's a good thing like I I told many guys and and friends and you know and lady friends who, who have no interest in cycling read this book you know because you you, you you're going to start you, you i mean it's it's interesting for anybody because it's kind of a you know it's an experience to to read the book it's it gives you as as we say such an you know intimate experience of being on uh, on a bike and being a rider that it's interesting for, for you know uh, 
to whoever reads it. So yeah, no, the reception was in France was uh, was great, was huge. It, w it was translated in many 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 languages in German, in Italian, in Spanish. Is there's very lots of uh, uh, translations of it. So I think it was a bit of a surprise for Olivier himself because he, when he you know when he sent the uh, manuscript, he, he, he well he, he expected it to be published, but he didn't expect it to be so well received. He, he, he himself thought it was probably. I mean, he thought his subject might might be too uh, might only interest a few you know diehard cycling fans, and you know he, he 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 really didn't know what to expect. And I think he was surprised himself by the uh, by the reception he got. I was focusing as much as I could on the sprockets of the bike ahead of me, on the red struts between them. I was riding away from those misleading visions and finally settled with each kilometer into a delicious sensation. I was moving ahead in the wet creases of the landscape, like a mouth licking and exploring the skin wherever it hid. Exactly like being in love, I was starting the construction of a new body. I was weaving a new skin for myself, like being in love in front of somebody else's body. Something in the landscape wrapped up around me and forced me to look inside. If you like The Sound of the Cyclist in His Shadow by Olivier Haralambon and you'd like to buy a copy, it's been translated from French into English by Francois and you can buy a copy from thecyclingpodcast.com. It's published by The Cycling Podcast, but if you're in the United States, buy the US edition, published by our friends at Univocal and the University of Minnesota Press. The Cycling Podcast was created in 2013 by Richard Moore, Daniel Freib and Lionel Burney.